0: Hi, I'm Betsy Beers, I'm the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, and The Catch, and this is <laughs> yeah, this, is <laughs> this is a Shondaland reveal, the official podcast of the night that we like to call TGIT of Yay! Shondaland, which is awesome. And guess who that is? Who's that, you guys? <laughs> it's who? the Shondaland cheerleader, Katie. It's Katie Lewis, about giving like a crowd sound which was eerily representative of crowd-like sounds, and um, your own bubbly, phenomenal self who's here on a day off having just wrapped closely to hiatus to Yes. get her ass in but here. But I just
1: want to be with you all the time. I AC feel the CVers. same way, which is what's good. So I'm like thrilled to be here. And by the way,
0: just so you guys know, we've actually been sitting here for half an hour, not starting a podcast just because we had so much to catch up on. Sorry guys. It was, But we're <laughs> going to catch up on a lot with you guys because yes. we'll cover a lot of the same territory, which is awesome. And Katie today is wearing a army, a sort of a green army jacket, which is nicely fitted. Yes. Right? And you're wearing a lovely white t-shirt with black lettering that says, support the girls. Yes. Which I think we should be doing. Right?
1: This was from a lovely designer named Dorothy Schumacher, and it's, I don't know, I just think it's cool. Support the girls. I'm all about it, guys. Support the girls. Support them. Yes.
0: And ladies, support them as well. Yes. And you're wearing a cute pair of nice, tight black jeans. Thank you. And of course, my favorite kind of sneakers. Yeah. The Stan Smith the Stan Smiths, white and green. The Stan the classic white and green, Oof, which so sadly dirty. I cannot wear because... For some reason, they're, they're too flat. Hard to, they're too flat. Oh yeah, I,
1: yeah. I these are not sneakers I can do for long hauls. They cannot be but ten or twelve hours. Cute as they cute are, so can be. cute. I really, really like them. I
0: cute really like them. And they, Thanks, so Betsy. You, you look adorable. And you know what? It's been a. Big run of about three episodes of intense Quinn mania. Is it? I know. It's, it's kind of quintastic. Crazy. It's
1: quintastic. It's quinning. It's like quinning. I say. It's hashtag winning, but it's
0: hashtag quinning. It's ha- it is hashtag. It's quinning. Quinn winning is what it's, it, is, it, it is. is all the time. And so many things have happened.
1: I was so gobsmacked the first episode of the of this trilogy, the quinning it's the, trilogy of which the, you speak, the quinning yeah Yes, <laughs> the first episode I. Betsy, I had no idea that would ever happen for Quinn Perkins. You didn't know. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. And I never knew that Quinn was going to, after all these years, get OPA. I went up to Shonda after the table read and I said, no, this isn't real, right? Like she's just going to have it for like an episode, right? She didn't answer, but she gave me quite the face, which you guys can't see. But it was kind of like... Come on, like this is happening. Shonda
0: actually does do that. Yes. It was a come on, this is happening. Why are you even wasting my time? But it was an incredible
1: episode, Reed. I had no idea. I was sitting next to Carrie and it was really kind of lame, just tear fest when I say, Was this a test? And she says that it was a test. And I say, Thank you. And she says, Thank you for taking over OPA. And I cried, Carrie cried, Bellamy cried. And then Bellamy took a piece of the script and wrote O-P-A in big black letters, and then she drew a line through the O to change the O into a Q so that all of a sudden it quickly became Quinn Perkins and Associates. And then we all started crying again. There's a lot of crying that day It was had. really... Um you know, it's emotional. I think there's like some like meta weird, you know, Carrie's been a mentor to me in real life ever since getting this gig and not knowing anything and not being on a red carpet and not knowing how to do press and not knowing what a publicist is and not knowing anything about anything. And Carrie's been such a mentor to me as how, how this business works and how being on a TV show works. And so it's kind of like bizarre Then we play these characters where a lot of times Olivia Pope teaches Quinn in the beginning a lot about how the world of being a fixer works. And so then for her to pass the baton was just a really real
0: about growing
1: up stuff, Betsy.
0: You know what, Katie? (laughs) Absolutely the case. And as you pointed out, actually, this gave you a chance to play your first scene as Quinn Perkins with Tony Goldwyn. Yes, yes. We're not. You guys. We're not counting the alternate no, sliding doors no, episode no, in which that was
1: not Quinn. That was Lindsey D. Th- that was <laughs> that was <laughs> that was Lindsey D. And a washed up, terrible fits who has a crappy news show at three p.m. or whatever he had. That was super have. grim. Yeah, and he an I got alcoholic. It, I loved.
0: Uh, I loved that persona. Oh, I did too. I loved you in Oof. like a. I thought that was one of the funniest things the I've ever seen. In gifts my gifts I've
1: ever received like in my career. You guys all know that Bachelor is my favorite show. Thanks to my husband, it is not my fault. My husband has been a fan for a hundred thousand years, and when we started dating, he made me start watching the show.
0: So it's what his is fault. it about *Adam and the Bachelor*? Do you think that really what clicks in there? I'm really I, curious to know specifically. I
1: really don't know. I don't know what it is. It's that for him and Survivor. He has watched every season of Survivor. Isn't there been like, there's been like a thousand seasons of that show.
0: You know, I really, 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 really want to try to connect the dots on that one because it's like Survivor he's really obsessed with. Maybe like The Bachelor and Bachelorette are versions of Survivor. They are. In a way. Oh, they are. essentially those contests, which are literally about blood sport. They
1: are. It's all about the human condition when you are pushed into the most horrifying, like backed into a corner, how do we as people really
0: act? It's a politics and stuff too. He's one of the most straightforwardly <laughs> nice open guys I've ever met. Like he, would he say literally that so. approaches life like a gigantic Newfoundland puppy. He's he going at you with He's a so mouthful positive. of toys.
1: It's unbelievable. I and I've dated you guys, this is getting I've dated okay, a let's, lot let's, of actors. Let's,
0: let's hear about it, King I've of dated us. a
1: lot of actors in my life and they were always really, really troubled and like you know, the more messed up, the better. Maybe it's because I just thought I was kind of normal and boring, and you, they would make me far sunny. more. They sunny. would make me far more interesting and edgy and jaded and stuff. And I'm so relieved that the dude I'm ending up spending the rest of my life with is just at one of those glass half full wakes up on the right side of the bed. Look, 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 he's not perfect. He has moments. <laughs> he gets bummed. We both do. But like that's he, you know, his natural state is one of happiness. It's one of and happiness. Joy, which is like yeah. really as actors, rare, I find. He was super stoked for my makeout scene with Tony Goldwyn. Let me tell you, that wasn't awkward at all. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> what? Like how did that happen? Tony, and I, I mean, Tony and I, we've been on this show now for six years and we've become very good friends and he's also very good friends with Adam and I'm good friends with his wife and to just turn to an episode this late in the game where all of a sudden he and I are hooking up, weird. Everyone was tweeting how he is as a kisser. I don't kiss and tell, <laughs> guys. But so my first legit scene with Fitz was this episode where Quinn has to just really Take all, you know, realize that Olivia Pope is no more as far as running things at OPA, and Quinn has to take this case into her own hands and get into the White House some ta- ha- somehow and get into the Oval Office and fight for what she believes in. I was so nervous doing that scene. Were you really? It was. Is it
0: weird sitting in the Oval Office? I mean, because yes. that's the other thing I think is the weird thing about that set is I walk on that set and it still wigs me out. For sure. And it's a set, and I'm not an idiot. And, and you I know like it's built a television the set. Show. Like, I know. Yeah, not with my two hands, but kind of. Yes.
1: So you kind of are like, it's so weird. It really had a mirroring effect of the first time Quinn walked into Olivia Pope and Associates and she holds Olivia Pope in such high esteem and she's like looking around really bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and there's a moment where Quinn walks into the Oval Office and she can't swallow. She has a really, really dry throat cuz she's also equally as nervous Katie's and I was <laughs> miming a dry throat, you guys. That's what was And I happened. had such images, flashbacks of like shooting the pilot. And be, feeling like, wow, this is big. This is big. She, Quinn has killed people. She's done a million things. But to walk into that Oval Office and fight for something you believe in is pretty scary. So that was fun. Then there was a lot of little comedy scenes of like Quinn redecorating Olivia Pope's office. That
0: whole runner, I think, is great. It's my favorite. I also, from the earlier episode, um, I love you trying on wedding dresses in front of Huck. I know. And he's my best man.
1: And he's like, sweet? I
0: didn't know that this was part of the job. It's like, dude, you're my best man. That's part of the job.
1: I know. And it's for so all you sweet. fans out there, they like, all the fans like flip out going back and forth if I'm supposed to be with Charlie or if I'm supposed to be with Huck. And it's just like, guys, I'm moving to like a polygamist farm and I'm going to marry both of them and it's going to be fine. <laughs> I
0: think I think it's totally fine. I mean, it's like you can have two dates in your life that compliment things. It's,
1: it's fine. fine. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. It's
0: huge fine. advocate for it. Yes. I don't see that there's any issue with that whatsoever. <laughs> also, I feel like... Your relationship with Abby's gotten better. I'm so relieved about that. That was stressing me out to such a degree. I can't even tell you. Like I'm I so happy Bobby. to be back with her. I, I haven't been back
1: with Abby since she was a gladiator. So Darby I mean, and I have been uh, equally, again, God, so emotional. But whenever we shoot scenes together... We wrapped the season, and Darby came up to me and gave me a huge hug and was crying because Darby's the most emotionally available person I've like ever met in my life. Darby is very much so unfair. It's wonderful. I hate her. Like she is the best actress in the world, and it's so easy for her to go to like these dark depths where it takes me just a real go at it. Sometimes I need a tear stick. It's not always there. Sometimes it's just super dry. Darby, it's she is an endless well. But she comes up to me when we wrap and she hugs me and she's crying and she's saying how nice it is to be back together again. And of course, I started crying, and I'm really excited. I don't know what next season brings.
0: I'm hoping we get to work together a lot more. I love I working with so her. Too, I hope so. Love. I I've always loved your dynamic, and I loved it even when you guys were super hostile in the beginning. Like you were. Well, now
1: it's flipped. It's like she used so, to be like, "Ew, go like, get me two pumps of vanilla, 20, Lindsay.
0: 20, 20. Go get my coffee, Lindsay." Right, and now it's Ugh, like this weird
1: reversal and stuff. But it's okay. Like, well, now it's a reversal, but intro. I'm a way better boss than she ever was. You were a really great, and boss. Quinn is has compassion and we're gonna empathy. We're going to have to get you one of
0: those mugs that says world's greatest boss. Yeah, that would be office. amazing. It's a good thing. Noted. All. Note that, writers. Note that, writers. World's greatest boss. And by the way, do you think you're going to be cutting down on the torturing and the bludgeoning now that you have a big I, job?
1: I think so. I mean, if I were Quinn, I'd probably
0: leave that. I mean, she has two henchmen. She has Huck and Charlie. Well, and remember like in the olden days like season 1, like Liv would come in and go like, "Clean it up." And then she'd leave and yeah. you guys were like, Bleh.
1: That's what I think I'm going to do now. Clean it up. Sort it
0: out. Clean Fix it, up, it. People, we're on a clock. Yeah, Get it here, done. People. That's
1: kind of how I'm hoping Quinn is. No, I have no, I mean, I'm so pumped. Like, this is completely new and different. Oh, my and, God.
0: She's a boss. She's going to be a, a mother. She's getting married. What am I going to wear? That's actually so intense, it's right? It's a lot.
1: Like, I've been like, talking actually, about it a lot with Lynn Powell. I was going like, to ask you that because she... I've
0: been loving, like, you know, I'm super into the, the Quinn outfits. Oh, yeah, she's and a badass. Sadly, when I go to Lynn Powell and I go, I want that jacket, she goes, yeah, that's what yeah. Katie wears those as Quinn. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, this is getting creepy and <laughs> weird. I'm a little like... Inappropriate age stocking the because it's like apparently I'm like just duplicating your wardrobe. A lot. I, w- I mean, it's so good, super good, and it's comfortable, but, right? Oh, Which is my whole thank thing. Thank God for me. Oh yeah, I, I mean know, for
1: for Katie so that I don't have to. Because you guys know me, I do not do high heels. I do not do oh and any a step of that. up
0: for me who still no. dresses like a seventh grade boy from 1968. So. I bet the look's going to have to change. I
1: have no idea. Like, at the end of the season, Lynn and I were playing around a lot more with edgier suit jackets, like, so that Quinn could kind of shift. I don't think she'll ever be, like, a white pantsuit Olivia Pope. I don't think that's who she is. But I do think that she's going to be doing some big business with some muckety-mucks, and I think she's probably going to need a suit or two to go into those things. But also, Lynn, who's a genius, will find me a suit with, like, a leather lapel and, like a chain on it. And like, so it'll be an appropriate suit, but it'll have like some little gems that are very Quinn-like. And it's like, Lynn, I hate you. You're I perfect. Also,
0: and I think that's cool because I think the weird thing with Olivia Pope too, is it was always about, she dressed a particular way because people underestimated her too. That's very And I think very the, weird, true. the weird thing about Quinn is part of the reason Quinn always has to add edge is because she presents as one thing and she is another. And walking in, you have to know, that's you know ee. what, she's not a, not exactly what you think yeah all that like the cute little sweet uh-uh. crap is uh-huh. like i think that's really chains. good so it's the
1: equivalent of, of the, the juxtaposition of like yeah just keeping people on their
0: toes right for their expectations totally betsy just sorted out my character development so good. for me it's just good fyi you guys. it's all good you guys got a little character development <laughs> and sorted out i don't know it's just any day drop in I also love my glad like I love that it's me, Abby,
1: Charlie, and Huck at the end. Super cool. I just love it. I'm like, what? I hope we don't burn down the office. I'm like, who trusted us with this? We're like four misfit. Like, it's like the most amazingly random group of misfit toys I've ever seen in my life, and I'm thrilled to be a part of it. And I feel like miracles will happen. We're gonna kick some ass. That's how I feel.
0: I totally agree. I totally agree. Thanks. Now, um, lots of fans have lots of questions. Okay, fans. Okay, so Jenno at Jen. Oh, Odom. hi
1: Jen. Hi Jen Odom.
0: I know Jen. Hey Jen, do you share what's going on on Scandal with at Adam Shapiro? No. And what was his reaction? I to don't the Scandal 100, and you were um on The Bachelor.
1: Oh, that one I did tell him. I couldn't keep it in. I was too excited. You guys, it was the most fun, exciting storyline. Like, uh, you know, the writers gave me such a gift. They know I'm a huge Bachelorette fan. They totally wrote that for me, knowing I would flip out over it. And so yes, I ran home that day and I was like, Adam, you are never going to believe what I get to do. He was beyond stoked. I mean, beyond. Wait till you see the gag reel. Because if there's the gag reel on the DVD, which I'm sure there will be, there's some cutouts from the Bachelorette scenes that are
0: epically fun. Pretty amazing. I got to say pretty. But I didn't tell him about the
1: Tony Goldwyn thing. And he, when he watches the episode and there's ever a sex scene between me and somebody else, he closes his eyes.
0: <laughs> what about the other way around? Do you care? Like, I don't has- care.
1: It's really weird, but like Adam and I are at the theater company in LA and oddly enough, he's done so many plays with all of my best friend actresses and they've had to like make out on some level that I just like, and it's so bizarre. Like our jobs are so weird. and see going that's the weirdest thing they're about so being an no, Oh, it's me. so weird. It's really weird. Um, but I just don't care. He cares. He's like, up, oh, not going to look at that. He doesn't say anything. He just closes his eyes. He's like, I'm just not gonna look at that. I'm like, okay, you know, what I'm looking at. that.
0: <laughs> I respect that. And um, what about your parents? Are your parents? My dad about what does you did? not
1: watch either those scenes either. My mom says he literally like slides down the couch and hides
0: underneath the coffee table.
1: He's like, not about it.
0: when are awkward. It's 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 awkward. I mean, it's just awkward. Well, you answered a number of questions about that hundredth episode because pretty much. Kim at Scandalfannl just wants to know they all
1: about Tony Goldwin.
0: Tony Goldwyn and what was it like for you to be the Bachelor contestant? And I it think it was the best. Although it wasn't called the Bachelor, it was. It's called, called the Prince. The Prince, that's right. It was called the Prince. It and It was the, the most Prince. fun I ever. I
1: can't even. It was the most fun I've ever had. Wait till you see some of the outtakes.
0: So K at Anna under slash L nine seven one wants to know if you could bring a character from another show onto Scandal. What would it be? What I know, right? Oh my God, that's a mind blower, right?
1: I would pick, I still think I'd pick Viola Davis because to have to yeah. have Keating on there with Olivia going head to head would be like insane. Right? That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. Can that happen? No. Different worlds.
0: Oh, uh, you know. Different worlds. Anything's possible. A whole, like,
1: Crossover, blow up, insane, door sliding door. We've done it. Lobo. People always ask about us having a musical episode. Never going to happen.
0: Different show. I know. Although it's so much music talent.
1: Your we career. all love to sing. We sing all day, all night. Me and Guillermo and George Newbern usually sing anything from Greece. What did da da I da da do? I'd run around with a boy or two. You know what I'm talking about? Rizzo's song. We do that all the time uh, because Tom Verica played Knicky four times
0: uh, all over Pennsylvania. <laughs> this is a... Between- uh- Tom Verica, you all know, who's the producing director of Scandal, but also plays Viola Davis's dead husband on yes. How to Get Away with Murder.
1: Yeah. So he played it, and one time when it came out that he had done Grease as many times as he's done, and only played Knickies because he dated a bunch of Rizzo's, which is so Tom Verica. We just
0: started always singing Grease, so we sing it all the time. Okay, so Sadie Sorry. at Snazzy Sadieck. Oh, yeah. Hi, Sadie. Wants know. to know, if you could pick any superpower for Quinn to have, what would it be? To be able to be with Huck and Charlie at <laughs> No, you know that doesn't take a superpower. No, that's true. That just just... probably takes the request. My guess. I think her superpower would probably
1: be to be in two places at once. That's I feel like that would help her handle and fix cases better, right? Yeah. No, I think. I think that would, and be all good. that Washington DC traffic. It's like, good it's God, get right out of that. It's just I'm here and I'm there, and then we're like switching, and then I'm like over here and I'm over there, and I don't have to like get in the
0: car. You know, that kind of would make my suggestion was going to be, you know how like we do the photo bursts and you go through time, you yeah. skip through time, yeah, yeah. If you could skip through time, it's oh. the same sort of thing. Perfect, right? Fatini at twenty three. Um, Ophelia wants to know. What is the one thing in your life you wouldn't bear being allergic to? Is there one thing you would have to give up that you could not bear having to give up? Like, if you became allergic to something. Oreos. Like- Oreos are my favorite food. It's terrible. That's what I keep hearing. It's so bad. Why is it so bad?
1: Because everybody likes Oreos have like or a billion of them. You know, I think a serving size for an Oreos would be like two. Well, my God, give me Saturday Night Live on a Saturday night, and me and a sleeve of Oreos, and me and Shapiro, we just go to town. Just I need also an Oreo. love milk. It is
0: Milk's favorite cookie. The combo is just delicious to me. Um, now, Stella at TGIT Lover wants to know, how did you know you wanted to become an actress?
1: You know, I never knew. I just always was. I, it's true. I came out this way. I was in dance classes starting at 2. And my grandma used to play a game where I would hide behind a corner of a wall and she would say, presenting, Katie Quinn Lowe's. And I would run out, do nothing, take a bow. She would clap and then I'd run back behind the wall and do it again over and over and over and over again. So I became the attention seeking person I currently am today, which lines up perfectly with being an actress. I've just always been a performer. I was in dance classes at two. I was in drama classes at nine. I told my dad I wanted to go to Tisch School of the Arts when I was 12. I begged him for an agent at 13. He said over his dead body. He said, you know, if you want to go to school and major in drama, I will support that. But it's just like always what I did. I always did the high school plays. I was in the band. So I really don't – I think I always feel like it chose me. That's perfect. I didn't choose it. For better or worse, because there are good days and there are bad days. But when you've kind of been chosen to do it and you can't imagine doing anything else, which was the boat I was in, it is what it is. It comes before everything. That's what's so weird about it. It's like if you're on a Broadway show or an off Broadway show, and you have shows the night before, you know, Christmas Eve, and you, you know, your shoot. I mean, it just comes before anything. Your life is not your own. Your life is not your own. You're an actor, and and that's and you prefer it that way, and I prefer it that way. And thank God I'm married to an actor because we both feel that way about each other's careers you know like if he gets something i'm like well yes we're canceling now you're going to the acting thing and that's just how it goes
0: <sighs> thank you katie i Lose love you guys
1: i love you guys thank you so much for watching the show i hope you guys love all the awesome cool stuff that quinn is getting to do as much as i do it's oh i can hardly wait, wait to see what happens to next season oh my gosh i know qpa opa <clears throat>
0: So what? strange. So exciting. So exciting. <laughs> um, so all of you, thank you so much for listening to the podcast this season. We are going to be wrapping up because now it's sort of like oh my the end of our season. Um, but it's not the end of our season because we actually have a new show, which is debuting very shortly called Still star which will be Monday nights at 10 o'clock. I cannot wait to
1: watch the show. <laughs> Oh my god! I cannot
0: wait. On ABC, and um, it debuts Monday, May 29th at ten o'clock. I will. Be you're there. going to be watching The Bachelorette. You're going to be sitting there, and you know it's going to be. Everybody amazing. knows what
1: I'm doing Monday night. You are,
0: and we're going to like. You're going to be watching The Bachelorette, and then all of a sudden, you're going to blink, and you're going to be in the 16th century, and it's going to be right after Romeo, all that. Romeo like, for all that right? Romeo. It's going to be a whole thing about. What happens after Romeo and Juliet die? And the characters are great and the costumes are really great and the settings are really great and it's sort of sexy and it's scary and it's good and it's like totally a Shondaland show. So just because I'm not yapping in your ears every week doesn't mean you don't have a responsibility to check this dang show out because it's excellent. That's Monday, May 29th, 10 o'clock, still star-crossed. Check it out. Let us know what you think because we'll be tweeting. Yes, we will. And I actually might even tweet even though I never tweet.
1: Betsy, I I believe in you.
0: You, do, you know what? And maybe Katie Liz will be sitting next to I will help you. Pressing my fingers on the buttons yes, because that's it. what Darby had to do one year. And it was probably the last time I did. <laughs> um, so look, thank you so much for sending all your questions via Twitter. Thanks to EW.com for posting the exclusive first listen of the podcast. And I just want to thank all you guys for listening and to let you know that whether you like it or not, I'll be back. <laughs> with- we
1: love it. So
0: you. <laughs> Katie will be here. I'll be back. She'll be here. Yes. But thank you so much for staying around and listening and have a great summer. This is Betsy Beers thanking you again and I'll be talking to you soon. Bye-bye.